It's safe to say that the Indianapolis Colts have a type at quarterback, but the legends of old don't just fall off trees. They need to get with the times and follow the trend of the NFL to find their next quarterback. It's a Colts quarterback episode today on Locked On Colts. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you all for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is sponsored by Simply Safe Home Security. With Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe, 24-7 monitoring agents capture evidence to accurately verify a threat for faster police response. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL to learn more. All right, this is Jake Arthur joined by Zach Hicks, as always. And you know the two of us from horseshoehuddle.com. Today, we're going to dive into what, why the Colts need to ditch their stale old pocket passer prototype for a quarterback and fall in line with where the NFL is heading, and that's mobile quarterbacks. Zach actually put out a great piece on Monday morning about why the NFL is kind of moving to this newer archetype at quarterback and why that is actually the new low floor quarterback. It always used to be that the safe dumpy pocket passer was the guy who was considered, you know, he, he was the safe bet to do something NFL, but that's kind of fallen by the wayside. Uh, Zach explained that in that piece. And we're kind of going to go in depth in that today as well. Uh, so of course the Colts are a shining example of, of needing to do this, you know, Owner Jim Irsay very much, and and for for good reason, romanticizes the Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck eras. You know those guys were special quarterbacks uh, by design. They were pocket passers. Andrew Luck could move around a little bit more, but like at his heart, that's you know he was a great pocket passer. You know we've seen Philip Rivers, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz could ad lib a bit, um, but in general, that's kind of been their type. Has been the the classic pocket passer and we've seen this season why with Matt Ryan that's not always a great idea you need a guy that can kind of transcend a poor offensive line no matter what's coming at him because when you can't really move your offense totally stalls the Colts are four eight and one you know Matt Ryan has had a lot of huge issues this year he's near the bottom of the league quarterback rating uh, ESPN's QBR he's got the most turnovers He's nearly got the most sacks. If he would have started every game, he would have the most sacks. Uh, on Monday, Jeff Saturday did come out and say, the plan is for Matt Ryan to continue to be the starting quarterback and Nick Foles will be the backup. So that's something we talked about last week is what will the Colts do at quarterback moving forward? It seems it will still be the same old stuff. Uh, personally, I'm just going to wait and I'll believe it when I see it because we, we've seen some things kind of shift last minute with this team in the, the Jeff Saturday era. But Zach, let's uh, let's finally get to you now that I'm I'm not being such an airbag. Um, so you you put out you put out this piece today again why there's a rise in the mobile quarterback and why they truly are the ones that are safe and not boomer bust. Yeah, I mean, I think we just got to look at the recent trends to kind of understand where the NFL is going. And 
And, you know, I always hear all these people say, oh, the last 10 years, which quarterbacks have won the Super Bowl? It's all been the pocket passers, which, yes, the last 10 years are important. We can't ignore what past history tells us. But I'm more concerned about the next 10 Super Bowls than I am about the last 10 Super Bowls. You know, I want to win the next 10. I can't win the past 10 ones. And you have to follow the trends of the NFL, follow what's hitting in drafts and which quarterbacks are finding success to understand how to again, replicate that success in the NFL. And and right now, these mobile quarterbacks are the ones that are hitting. Now, again, just to kind of take a step back, if I had to classify quarterbacks, I would do three very, very simplistic classifications. You have the statue pocket passer, you know, your Peyton Mannings, you have your Tom Brady's, the guys where, yes, they can move around, they can manipulate the pocket, but at the end of the day, they're going to they're gonna always be in that pocket. You know, if they're outside the pocket, something bad just happened in the in the backfield. Uh, then you have the creative dual threats. You know, you have your Joe Burrows, you have your Justin Herberts, you have your Pat Mahomes. Those are the guys who they can kind of do it all. They can survive and thrive in the pocket, but they can also create outside the pocket. And then you have your scramblers. You have your Lamar Jackson, your Jalen Hurts. Uh, Josh Allen, I think, would fall under this, even though he's gotten a lot better as a passer. These are the guys that I'm looking at as being the high floor guys, because as we've seen, again, Creative dual threat is what you want to be. You want creative dual threat. You want Justin Herbert. You want Pat Mahomes. But if you can't be that, you should swing for the mobile guy. Swing for the scrambler. Don't swing for the pocket passer. You know, move up in the draft for a Justin Fields, not for a Mac Jones. That's kind of exactly where I am going with this article. It's not that, you know, pocket passers are completely dead and mobile quarterbacks always hit. It's just you got to play the odds that now mobile passers, if we look at the last couple of drafts, they're the high floor and the high ceiling option where pocket passers are missing at a high rate. And even if they are hitting it's, you're getting a low end starter. I mean, there, I think in that article, you guys again can read the article there on uh, SI Colts on fan nation Colts. Um, I had, I think eight quarterbacks that had under averaged under 10 rushing yards a game in college, you know, guys like Will Greer, Kyle Trask, Josh Rosen, Dwayne Haskins, you know, guys since 2018, and only two of them are still starters, and that's Mac Jones and Davis Mills. And honestly, I feel like we can say neither of them are going to be starters next year, or at least maybe just Mac Jones will be a starter next year because Davis Mills is probably going to have a creative dual threat guy drafted ahead of him this season. Uh, then if we look at the mobile, the scrambler guys, the guys who average over 30 yards rushing per game uh, in college, you have your Josh Allen, your Lamar Jackson, your Jalen Hurts, those type of guys who are all hitting and playing at MVP levels or have won MVPs in the past, the only guys who aren't still starters in those groups are Kellen Mond, who, yes, he is not going to be a success in the NFL, and Malik Willis, who is in his rookie season and might take over for Ryan Tannehill next year in Tennessee. We are seeing these mobile quarterbacks hit at a much higher rate, and a lot of that is because of the way the NFL is going. The NFL is basically for offense to succeed in the NFL nowadays, it's all about spacing. Defenses know this. That's why they're sitting in that that Vic Fangio too high safety. You know, they want to limit the explosive plays, limit the spacing, condense everything, and make you go 15, 16 plays down the field and be perfect to score. The way that offenses can combat that is having a creative, athletic, mobile quarterback because you have a plus one in the run game. So if you're going to sit those two safeties back there, you're going to sit them back there and prevent anything over the top. Well, I'm going to spread you out with this quarterback that can run along with my inside running game. I'm going to stretch your defense as wide as possible, and I'm going to attack you in multiple ways. Then when you bring that safety down in the box, these quarterbacks can beat you by scrambling. They can beat you by 
you know, having the wide receivers more isolated because defenses either have to run zone or they have to run a spy. You know, there are so many ways that mobile quarterbacks are just set up for more success where pocket passers, which we're going to talk about in segment two, everything has to be perfect around them for them to be successful. And when you're talking about guys being drafted high or guys like the Colts, where the Colts are a very imperfect team, mobile quarterbacks can raise the floor of your entire team because even when things aren't perfect around them, they can still make things happen by scrambling, by having QB runs and having those design plays like that, where you're not going to get that with a pocket passer like a Matt Ryan. And we have seen that this year when everything's falling apart around Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan hasn't always been awful. But because he's such that stationary pocket passer, he can't create and make things happen with everything falling around. So, yeah, the mobile quarterback, uh, I'm not new in this analysis. I'm not the first guy to say this. Uh, Ben Solak of the Ringer has been saying this for years. A lot of the best sports writers have been saying this for years. Uh, But I am finally on board. You know, these last week or so, I've really been digging into it where you can look at all the data. You can look at all the analysis. You can look at why this is happening. But mobile quarterbacks are taking over the NFL. I don't know if this is going to last forever, but it's a trend that you don't want to be behind on. You know, you don't want to keep going to pocket passers and go, you know, you don't want to look at 10 years ago and say, oh, I want to be that. When 10 years from now going in the future, we could look back and be like, oh, man, all these mobile quarterbacks are the reasons, you know, why offenses are having success. So you want to be ahead of the times, not behind the times. That's why I think moving to a mobile passer is more successful right now. Yeah, and, and you only mentioned some of the highlight guys. Like there, there's several others. Like Kyler Murray was a top pick. Baker Mayfield, that's not his bread and butter, but he can get out and extend plays. Dak Prescott, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Like the NFL is now like chock full of guys who can at least keep plays alive. And I think you're right. Like by by the time we look at it, you know, five years from now or something, the traditional pocket passer is going to be a dinosaur. Like if right. if Tom Brady weren't still around guys like a couple guys like that. Like it just wouldn't be really a thing anymore. So I think you're, I think you're spot on. I, I think it's definitely moving towards guys who, if they aren't picking up a bunch of yards on their own, like they're at least keeping drives alive with the, you know, they, they'll get you 20 yards a game or something, you know, the, right. those types of guys are throughout the NFL. Right. Again, uh, and I, but here, I know I know that you have to we have to move this along. But just again, there's three classifications here, I think. And again, very simplistic classifications. You could probably break this into 30. But you have your creative dual threats and you have your mobile quarterbacks. Those are the two that are dominating the NFL right now. The pocket passers, it's really just a couple guys. You know, Jared Goff is having a decent season. Kirk Cousins is having a solid season. The corpse of Tom Brady is kind of doing some things. But outside of that, there's really not many pocket passers that are finding success. We're seeing some of them struggle, too. We saw Matt Ryan struggle this year. Mac Jones and Davis Mills have had their struggles. You know, these are guys who are traditional pocket passers and are not finding success where even the young guys who are mobile or are the creative dual threats, those are the guys that are getting that are just hitting right now. Uh, So, you again, you want to be ahead of this trend, not behind it. You don't want to, you know, go back to the times of old and get caught, you know, just kind of lost in the do- in the dust there. You want to keep moving with the times and be ahead of trends. And the trend right now is these mobile athletic quarterbacks who never got a shot in the past. They're finally getting their shots and they're being really successful right now. Yeah. And it's, it's not to say just bring in these types who these guys who can only run. Cause that's a big concern people have is the mobile guys break down sooner. They, and they don't know how to pass by the time they can't run anymore. Yada, yada. It's, no, you want to get a guy who's capable of passing as well. That's not what your argument is. But 
there are these special types of guys who can do both and at the very least get a guy who, like you said, are scramblers. It's usually a safe bet on that. And speaking of bets, this episode is sponsored by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends from every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports co- podcasts, which you obviously do, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. So, Zach, we mentioned, you know, the rise of the mobile quarterback guys who can do things with their feet. But there are just so very few guys who are making noise anymore just as traditional passers and not doing things outside the pocket or just manipulating the pocket, what have you. So what, you know, why is this a dying breed now? What's kind of caused these guys to to fall to the wayside? Yeah, so there's there's two main factors. And again, I'm going to go on a long tangent here. So Jake, just sit back, relax. So you listeners, get used to my voice because I'm just going to be kind of going off here. But the first one is, look, the art of the scramble and, and just sack negation in general is so, so valuable in today's NFL. And to kind of point out, you know, to add more context to what I'm about to say, please go read Ben Solak's article with The Ringer. Uh, when the Colts made the change to Sam Ellinger, he wrote a, just a wonderful article on why the Colts made that change, why you have to bet on the scrambling quarterback over the stationary pocket passer, because at the end of the day, scrambles have a higher EPA per play than dropback passes. You know, we're seeing, I think it was 0.508 EPA per play. So points added per play on scrambles and it's 0.212 or something like that on, on dropback passes. And again, this was a couple weeks ago, so I'm sure the numbers have changed a little bit, but we're seeing guys create big plays through scrambling because it hurts defense you know it's it's something where the defense is dropped back in coverage they can have everything covered up and the scramble is something that's not accounted for and if they do account for it then it opens up more space and we're going back to the whole spacing thing on the backside. so that's what the mobile quarterback can do the mobile quarterback can can gain yards through scrambles and another thing that ben mentioned in his wonderful article was that you know, drives that end in a sack, that have a sack in it, you know, where offense is getting sacked on a drive are, I think, four times more likely to end in no points. You know, if you have a sack on the drive, which makes sense, you don't even need the, the analytics to say that. If your offense is getting sacked on a drive, you're probably not going to score. Well, when you have a mobile quarterback, they can negate those sacks. They can turn an eight to 10 yard loss into a 20 yard gain with just the you know, just a snap second, you know, they can be down the field before you even know it. And they're, again, they're turning huge losses into chunk explosive plays. Pocket passers can't do either of these things. You know, if they're scrambling, they're not gaining many yards. They're not turning those into first downs. You know, third downs are when scrambles most happen. And these pocket passers are not going to scramble for 10 yards. You know, they're not going to, except for Matt Ryan on that one 40 something yard run. That will never be repeated right there. That was phenomenal. But uh, they're not turning these negative plays that could be sacks. They're not turning pressures into first downs. They are yeah, throwaways or it's turning into interceptions and stuff like that. So that is a huge reason why uh, the pocket passer is kind of dying in favor of the mobile quarterback because mobile quarterbacks can cover up a lot of mistakes and they can turn negative plays into positive plays. And that's a huge aspect to have. The other thing here is where I'm going to talk about precision versus accuracy as a quarterback. Uh, precision is the, the ability to put the ball wherever you want it to go. You know, so if if a ball needs to be a back shoulder pass, you're putting that exactly where it needs to be. 
if you need to be leading your receiver into a tight zone coverage, you're leading that receiver perfectly, right? So that's precision. Pocket passers have to be precise. You know, if, if you're going to be someone who can't threaten the defense with your legs, you're going to have a lot less space to work with in the secondary. Defenses can run a variety of coverages. They can run man coverage with too high. They can drop a robber inside. They can really just focus and bottle up those receivers. So you have to be so precise with great velocity to beat these really fast athletic defenses when they can run a variety of coverages. Now, when you jump over to mobile quarterbacks, they just have to be accurate. Accurate is just getting the ball in the vicinity of where it needs to go. That's why when people look at quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson, uh, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, again, Josh Allen's a great example of this. These are not the most precise quarterbacks in the world. Every single pass is not going to be like Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, where it is in the perfect spot every single time. It just needs to be in the general vicinity because there are so much more space to work about. You know, there's so much more space out there. You know, Lamar Jackson, watch any drawback that he has. You have contained rushers on the outside to give him time in the in the pocket. You have a middle linebacker coming up. If he even if he even takes one step in that backfield, you have the whole defense staring at him because they're terrified of his ability to run. He could turn any run into a 60, 70 yard run. Because of that, there's a lot more single coverage or there's just really loose zones in the back end. So there is just more space available. So these quarterbacks don't have to be as precise. They just have to get the ball to those open windows, get the ball in the general vicinity, and then your receivers have so much more space to work with it after the catch. Pocket passers, everything, again, has to be perfect. They have to have the protection. They have to be precise. They can't turn potential negative plays into positive plays. So we're seeing an NFL where you know, there's a lot of imperfection on offense. And I'm not saying back in the day there wasn't. But we're seeing so much where you need someone who can cover up the imperfections or can can make things happen despite imperfections on your offense. And mobile passers can do that. Pocket passers, again, everything has to be in rhythm, on time, and precise. Just like what Matt Ryan said when he first came here this offseason. You know, we're teaching them timing. We're teaching them everything that needs to be precise and all this. And you need to be here when, when you know, in the count of two because I'm going to get the ball out to you. If it's off by even a millisecond, it turns into a turnover or it turns into an incomplete pass. That's not the case with mobile passers. It doesn't have to be that precise because there's always that threat of them beating you with their legs. So there's just more space available. Uh, so yeah, for pocket passers, the reasons why they're dying is just, they ha- again, everything has to be perfect. And when you're asking that of a rookie quarterback, if you're asking that of Davis Mills, if you're asking that of Josh Rosen, who went into that, that Arizona season, you know, they're not going to be able to make that work because nothing is going to be perfect around them. So it's hard to just kind of keep everything uh, going for the pocket passer where you look at guys like Josh Allen, you know, when Josh Allen went to the bills uh, when in his rookie season and even his second season, they were not that great of a team, you know, and he did not complete many passes, but because he always had that threat of running the ball and because he added production in the red zone by running the ball, by creating yards that way, Uh, He was still able to find success and even got the Bills to the playoffs his second year. And then obviously they got Stephon Diggs and he became, you know, a near MVP candidate. But yeah, no, these these Russian quarterbacks, they just raise that floor of your offense to where your offense doesn't have to be perfect. Your offense can be very flawed, but still find success. And then when they bring in, you know, stud playmakers like an A.J. Brown in Philadelphia, like Stephon Diggs in Buffalo, that's when you see these offenses really take that next step. And that, that just screams Colts to me because, I mean, they are so flawed in other areas outside of quarterback. And, again, if the offensive line and, and everything around Matt Ryan was at a higher level from day one this season, maybe things would have been a little different. 
but we've seen you add chaos into this this offense and they just <laughs> they get leaky it's not gonna work like it's it's probably a reason some people think Carson Wentz would have done better in this in this offense which might be the case I mean this I'm not turning this into a Carson Wentz thing <laughs> but it's because Carson has that ability to buy time with his legs he has the the huge arm things like that I mean look at some of the 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 losses or non-wins that the Colts have had a lot of it there's been critical moments with the opposing quarterback being able to do things with their legs I mean Davis Mills wasn't anything but Jeff Driscoll came in for a specialized design run and got a critical first down in the second half uh, Trevor Lawrence is has become just a magician in the pocket avoiding pressure uh, Ryan Tannehill surprisingly didn't do much but Taylor Henneke had almost 30 yards and a touchdown you know, he bought time with that Terry McLaurin play. Jalen Hurts, uh, of course, 86 yards in that, that game. Well, the, the biggest here, the biggest one from someone I was talking about about this is the Philadelphia Eagles lose to Indianapolis Colts if Jalen Hurts doesn't have that running ability because yeah, that red absolutely. zone play, what, third down, you know, a whole Colts defense parts like the Red Sea and he runs up the middle for, for a touchdown. I mean, that's what a mobile quarterback can do is you can be selling out for the pass. You can be selling out wide and, and rushing the passer, but because of that added dual threat ability, it just hurts your defense that much more where what does Matt Ryan do in that situation? <laughs> you know, like it's just the pocket passers just are not as versatile and they don't raise that floor for your, for your offense. And that's really what I'm getting at with this article is it's not that every mobile quarterback is going to be Jalen Hurts. It's going to be Josh Allen. But these quarterbacks are raising the floor of offenses. They're creating explosive plays, and they're just doing more for the overall game than, than pocket passers. So, guys, coming up, we're going to talk about some quarterbacks in this upcoming draft that kind of fit this mobile quarterback, uh, this mobile quarterback trend that I'm talking about. Uh, but first, this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. The Colts have a tempting matchup this weekend against the Vikings, and Prize Picks might just have some choices for me to make so I can make some extra money. It's super easy to do Prize Picks mobile app. Just pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. PrizePix offers projections on any sport that you watch, including the NFL and NBA, but also stuff like soccer, esports, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. Withdrawals are also safe and fast. Plus, PrizePix is currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time first time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. PrizePix will give you $100 if you deposit $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will also give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code Locked On at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right, Jake, since you're the big draft guy, I'm just going to shoot this to you. No, I'm just kidding. You know, I know you haven't looked too much at, at uh, the draft yet. quarterbacks. But I, have you seen some of the trends on, on like Twitter and stuff like that? You know, which quarterbacks everyone's kind of pushing for right now? Yeah, uh, the, the Colts Twitter, at least, is, is very Anthony Richardson heavy uh, right yes. now. Everyone, obviously, Bryce Young would be the bell of the ball. But the, the Colts would have to go fully all in and the Houston Texans would have to allow that to happen within the division. Um, right. But no, from, from what I can see, all these guys can do a little this, a little that with their legs. I can't think of anyone who has really caught chatter just being a classic guy. Yeah. So <laughs> it's going to come off a little hot takey and I'm not trying to mean it that way, but for the sake of the argument that I was making that article, 
and and in all the context of everything I just said the last 20 minutes, you know, you guys basically got full 20 minutes of me rambling. So in the context of everything I'm saying, I think a player like Anthony Richardson has a higher floor than a quarterback like CJ Stroud. And I'm not saying that currently right now, Anthony Richardson from Florida is a better quarterback than CJ Stroud of Ohio state. CJ Stroud from Ohio state has been phenomenal for Ohio state the last couple of years. Uh, really, he's like basically like a point guard there at quarterback. But I think the the parameters for him to find success in the NFL is going to be much harder than someone like Anthony Richardson. Richardson can come in from day one and he can give you 500, 600 yards rushing, you know, in year one. You know, if he were to start year one, he might be a 48 percent passer. It might be terrible, but he's already going to give you 500, 600 yards rushing because he is a six foot five, 240 pound guy who runs four four. You know, you can use him so much in the run game. You can use him scrambling that he's going to give you that many yards already. Where someone like CJ Stroud, if he goes to this indie team right now, you know, the way that India has given up pressures and sacks, how productive is he? Can, can you even guarantee the 500 yards that Richardson's going to get, you know, just rushing the ball? You know, this is a quarterback in CJ Stroud where he is a very, very accurate passer, great touch thrower. But because everything he does has to be within structure and within the pocket, that scares me compared to someone like Richardson, where, again, this is the archetype that's hitting. Anthony Richardson's archetype of the running quarterback that is still developing as a passer, this is hitting constantly. Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, uh, Lamar Jackson is the biggest one. Justin Fields. I mean, Daniel Jones even. Daniel Jones this year has been a solid starting quarterback. These are quarterbacks that can run and can run well, and they're turning into better passers because that floor that they have as a runner is adding value early on. Where a guy like C.J. Stroud, if he goes to the wrong situation, again, this happens everywhere, no matter where these quarterbacks go, if they go to the wrong situation, they're going to fail. But I think there's so many more parameters that that Stroud needs to be successful. He can still be successful. I think there is a good quarterback there, and I like C.J. Stroud. But I think he just needs so many more things to go right than a player like Anthony Richardson. So that's why, for instance, why I'm going to have Richardson higher than Stroud and why I like Richardson's potential so much. Because, again, you're going to get guaranteed production the second he starts steps on the field. Maybe not in the passing game, but you're going to add so much to your offense just by having that threat of him out there. Uh, so that's one of the mobile guys I'm looking at. And a couple other guys, just so uh, I have a, more of a list for you guys to look at. Uh, Jaden Daniels from LSU, quarterback formerly from Arizona State, went over to LSU this year. Uh, had a really, really productive season for the Tigers and, and you know, was huge in their victory over Alabama. If he ends up declaring for this draft, that's another guy to watch. Uh, Malik Cunningham from, from Louisville also fits that running archetype. Uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson from UCLA. I think this guy is Tyler Huntley 2.0. If you guys like Tyler Huntley, go watch Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Super fast, super athletic, adds a lot of production scrambling. Probably not a starter in the NFL. I don't think his arm is phenomenal, but... Like he, he is a good athletic quarterback, but uh, those are like the more, those are like the running quarterbacks, you know, of the guys who are kind of more of the hybrids, the dual threats, you know, you got Bo Nix from, from Oregon, even though I think he's going to end up going back. I think NIL is going to give him way too much money. So I think he's going to end up going back to college. Uh, Will Levis from, from Kentucky kind of fits the bill there. Bryce Young, like you said, from Alabama, I think is kind of in that Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson type of mold where, more of a pocket passer, but can thrive at outside of structure. But yeah, those are some other guys to look at there. I'm sure there's even more 
you know, I could just go on, listen, Clayton Toon from, from Houston, I think has some, some really good ability uh, as an improviser and does some good things inside and outside the pocket. So, yeah, I mean, this is a good quarterback class. It's a deep quarterback class, but overall, I mean, I'm looking at guys like Anthony Richardson with what he can do from day one, maybe not on the football field, but the second that he steps on the football field, you're getting guaranteed production in the run game and he's going to open up your offense so much. That's why I'm high on Richardson. That's why I'm going to be high on Jaden Daniels. If he declares this, that ability is so, so important today. And again, we're seeing this archetype hit over and over and over again. How long before you guys get on the trend? You know, again, I'm not saying that this is a guaranteed hit, but in a, in a, in a, a profession, in a league where there's so many what ifs and there's so many things that we just don't know, if you're seeing a trend continually hit, you've got to jump on board and you've got to start going that way. Even if it ends up fall, fall, you know, falling in your face, swing on that upside. Maybe you can get a Josh Allen. Maybe you can get a Jalen Hurts uh, or a Lamar Jackson because these are the best quarterbacks in football. And it's the best way you can compete with a Pat Mahomes. You can't compete with a Pat Mahomes with a pocket passer. You know, Jared Goff is not going to go toe to toe with Pat Mahomes, but Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson can. You know, those are guys that can compete with the best of the best. So, uh, yeah, that's why I'm high on Richardson and Jane Daniels and stuff like that. Those are some guys to watch in the draft. Uh, and you guys can definitely message me on Twitter and stuff like that for, for you know, other draft names. I'm sure I'll be throwing out so many more names as we get closer to the draft. Yeah, now that you mention that, it does seem like those type of guys have a higher hit rate in the first round and, you know, early second round. Like, th- think about a lot of people have talked about quarterbacks being riskier than you expect in the first round. But when you look at those guys, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson was a 30, 32nd overall pick. Those guys, they do have, uh, honestly now, uh, seriously, they, they do have a higher hit rate, it, it seems. I, I'd have to put it on an Excel sheet since I'm an old man and look at it. But, yeah, it's it does seem. It's in the article, guys. Sense. It's in the article. Go check out the article. Uh, nine pocket passers since 2018 that I put in there. Only two are still starters. And then of the, or sorry, I think it was eight pocket passers since 2018 and then nine mobile quarterbacks since 2018 of the nine mobile quarterbacks, seven are still starters of the eight pocket passers. Only two are still starters. It's just the archetype is hitting more. These mobile quarterbacks are developing and they're bringing up the floor of offenses. So yeah, I think the the best way for the, you know, the Colts to really turn this team around is to go get your mobile passer, go get a guy who can create with the legs and, and just open up the spacing of the offense because everything has been so condensed this season with Matt Ryan, at quarterback. Yeah. And of course you might have to wait on the passing, like you mentioned, but I don't, I don't think there, there's several teams that don't regret that, you know, Lamar Jackson wasn't super polished coming out, you know, Justin Fields were, he's can be very accurate at times, but we're still waiting on the, the arm to catch up to, to the running. And, you know, sometimes you see a drastic change, like the Carolina Panthers invested in Jimmy Clausen and then Cam Newton the next year flipped a huge switch. Uh, go, the Cardinals going from Josh Rosen to Kyler Murray, that flipped a switch. Like you could just see quick changes and it just happens with bringing that element to the offense. Like they could be totally different types of quarterbacks, but you bring that element of scaring a defense because your quarterback can run and it can, it can really change things. And the Colts do have some items in their offense that I think could adapt to that. Like they've always invested in, in highly athletic players. So while their quarterback often could be statuesque, they have a bunch of athletes all around them that could keep up with that type of player. 
Yeah. Yeah. And just for more reading, guys, again, go read my article there on horseshoehuddle.com where I kind of covered everything I talked about. Uh, ben Solak's article from The Ringer, I think it's on, it's basically just type in Ben Solak, Sam Ellinger, and you'll find the article. Uh, Dalton Miller wrote one as well for Pro Football Network. And then I think our, our guy Carter, uh, Carter Donick uh, wrote one, I think, last year for the Draft Network. There's a lot of great readings on this subject and why the scrambler and why the mobile quarterback is so effective nowadays. So I definitely highly recommend you guys go check that out just so you can see I'm not the only one on this hill, but Jake, you can close us out here. I don't think I have too much more rambling to go on today. Nope. I'm all good. I enjoyed that one. Just to <laughs> sit back and relax. Uh, we'll be back with you guys tomorrow to keep talking about the latest on the Colts, as well as dive into their matchup with the Vikings. The week is kind of condensed because the NFL just had to flex this game into Saturday instead of Sunday. So yeah. we'll, we'll definitely have more for you the next few days. Definitely make sure you guys are following us on social media at Locked On Colts, at Jake Arthur NFL, and at Zach Hicks2 on Twitter. Also, subscribe to Locked On Colts on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. And thank you again for making us your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow.